0: Benjamin Denton, John Hinton. we are absolutely thrilled, stoked, ecstatic to be coming at you live on one of the premier college radio stations in the nation. We're talking sports, we're talking NC State, keeping you up to date with the latest and the greatest in all the packed sports. John, how are you? Doing good, Benjamin. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. It's man. a little I'm, cold today. It is a little bit cold, but that felt really good. A cool 65 degrees. It wasn't unseasonably warm.
1: It wasn't unseasonably cold, and that's a first for this show. Honestly, it helped me wake up this morning. Had a little trouble, but uh, nothing like a little cold weather and accidentally wearing shorts to wake you up for your 8:30 classes. Honestly, 65 degrees is not. It's not too bad. Well, this for morning shorts.
0: it was in the 40s. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I, t- I <laughs> took the bus to work, so I wasn't outside much. Anyway,
1: so what do we have on the docket for today's show? Uh, We're going to talk some World Series. Uh, Game one went to the Dodgers. Game two tonight. We're going to talk some NBA as we got through week one of the regular season. Definitely some pro football, some Carolina Panthers. Uh, Big football game for NC State this Mm -hmm. upcoming Saturday. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're definitely going to talk some Wolfpack swimming and diving, some volleyball, men's and women's soccer, and plenty of other uh, non-revenue sports today for you. So we are going to kick that off talking about women's soccer. Oh, yes. The PAC
0: women's soccer have been playing very well lately. They only have one more game left in the regular season. But last week, they had two victories, the first of which... Two straight wins, yeah. Actually, now, that's four straight wins with those two wins last week. In the
1: ACC. In the ACC. Yes.
0: Last uh, last week, they started out the week with a 1-0 win over the Clemson Tigers.
1: Yeah, uh, it was the Pack's uh, third straight ACC win, now four straight, beating Virginia Tech uh, mm-hmm. later in the week. But we're 12-4-1 overall, 5-3-1 and in camp uh, in conference. Uh, Kia Rankin scored the game winner. She scored in the 31st minute. Um, inside the left corner of the six-yard box uh, It's her fourth goal of the season. Mm-hmm. Sydney Witten had five saves in the shutout. Uh, we only allowed one shot on goal in the second half. That's really packing sh- it in on defense,
0: shut down defense right there. You know, Sydney Wooten with that. That was the ninth shutout for the uh, for the pack for the pack on the women's soccer.
1: And then the tenth, of course, coming uh,
0: later that week versus Virginia Tech. Yes, double overtime. Maxine, oh, double,
1: double overtime.
0: D- double overtime. It was in the 102nd minute. Wow, Maxine Blackwood scored the game winner in the 102nd minute to give State their 12th win of
1: the season, 4th straight in the ACC, and 10th shutout of the year. That's really a marathon, the 102nd minute. Yeah. Especially after playing earlier in the week and playing an, in- an intense mashup. Yep, she scored off of a long pass from Paige Griffiths just
0: outside the 6-yard box. And she placed it in the right corner of the net for the game winner. In, in soccer, overtime is sudden death, as it should be because you play that long without a goal or <laughs> tied goals. So any additional goal once overtime starts wins the game. And at the end of the second overtime, if it's still tied, then you just have a tie. So to be able to pick up those extra two points, a tie is one point, a win is three. Yep. Clinched the Wolfpack a berth into the ACC soccer tournament.
1: Yes, uh, it's the first time since o three o four that we've had back-to-back berths in the ACC Championship, which is a pretty um, astounding accomplishment, honestly. We went to the Sweet 16 last year. I think this was expected, definitely. for sure. But still, um, nevertheless, an awesome accomplishment for our Wolfpack women's soccer team. And it's the most conference wins for the women's team since 1995,
0: and here's uh, Coach Centuro, about, when he was asked about it, he said, quote, I'm proud of these girls. They're the ones that have done this. They've made the commitment to come here when we were struggling as a program, and now they've taken it to another level two years in a row. The girls deserve all the credit, and that's a big
1: accomplishment for something that hasn't been done in a long time. Uh, they return to action on Thursday, tomorrow, October 26th, uh, against Louisville and Dale Soccer Stadium. That is Senior Night, so come out and support. Yep, last the home pack. game. Yeah, it's it's.
0: I went to the women's soccer game earlier, and it's it's a lot of it's a loud. Fan base I'm there. sure senior night's going to be very hype. Yeah, so, so the seniors will be honored before the game. You so. don't want to miss it. We encourage you to go to that. Moving on to the men's soccer, as the women were not the only ones to have a really good week. The men's soccer went on the road, and we talked about last show, they got their first road win of the season the week before that. Last week, they were going on the road versus top five Louisville. In fact, number five Louisville, and they came out of Louisville Kentucky with a three to two win.
1: Yeah. uh, Manny Perez scored two goals and had an assist. That's five Um, points. Yeah. That's, yeah. Two points for a goal and one point for an assist. Yeah. That's uh, five points on his record just for one game. Uh, Opened up scoring in the 32nd minute. Uh, Louisville tied it, went back and forth. And then um, Louisville scored in the 58th and the 78th minute to take
0: for two goals from Muhammad Dial. And that gave them a two to one lead in a game that we I assume we were really excited to be up against the top five team. Just but, to be
1: tied, honestly. Yeah. And we, we didn't lay down though. Yeah. And then uh Adi Taiwo um assisted Manny Perez in the eighty eighth minute, two minutes before extra time starts, and that's how we won the game. Yep. Clayton's Clayton Sparks tied it just six
0: minutes before that in the eighty second minute. And Perez scored the game winner in the 88th.
1: Give the give the men's that those three points. That that's really big, honestly. Being down two one in the going into the 80th minute and coming out with mm-hmm. two goals, two goals in six minutes. Yeah, two goals in six minutes. That's pretty incredible. Um, on the road, no less. It's yeah. our second win over a top five team this season. With I, I believe we beat Clemson. Uh, we beat number we beat three Clemson. Clemson. That's right.
0: Yeah, that was at Dale Soccer Field. I was I'm really really proud of the men's soccer team for getting that win on the road because they were winless on the road. Two weeks ago,
1: yeah, uh, we improved to eight four and three overall, three three and one in the ACC. Um, Perez's performance
0: did not go unnoticed as he did win the offensive player of the week in the ACC because combining from his uh, the pack's wins over UNCW and then number five Louisville, Perez had seven total points with two goals and three assists as he assisted on both goals scored in the Louisville game that we won two to one.
1: Uh, Yeah, we uh, closed the regular season at home against Boston College on Friday. That kickoff is scheduled for 7 p.m. from Dale Soccer Stadium. We did have a game Tuesday night versus South
0: Carolina, but that was canceled due to the extensive amount of rain that came down
1: on Monday. That was honestly incredibly random. Did not... I I just... uh, was studying in my room and I came out and it was like a hurricane outside. Yeah. And then the next day it was gone pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I saw, um, I saw pictures of the free expression tunnel
0: that got flooded in like engineering university. Like that was a lot of rain that <laughs> fell down in that very short period of time. So obviously the field was not in a condition that was playable. And even if it was, we, they would probably have tore it up a lot more than necessary. Though so they decided exactly. to cancel. Yeah. Since game. it's
1: not a conference game, I don't think they're going to make it up. I think, uh, yeah, that we're not going to make up against South Carolina. Yeah, Finished the regular to the the season, season against Boston College.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I'm not sure about the uh, the ACC tournament if that's uh, I know in basketball the men's is always a week after the women's. Maybe that's the same deal with the soccer cuz they're probably usually at the same facilities. So that's possibly what's going on with the men's soccer. We'll keep you updated
1: on next week's show yep. when we have more information. That moving on to cross country. Yeah, Dominique Clermonti, uh, she claimed her third freshman of the week award. Every time she's ran, she's gotten Freshman of the Week award for the... Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a countrywide award. And uh, Edwin Rutto uh, received his first career ACC weekly honor. So the
0: pack swept the Rookie of the Week honors for cross country. Yes. As they had a meet earlier in the week.
1: They're, yeah,
0: we've now earned six weekly honors from the ACC this season. And up next for cross country, NC State will begin a postseason action as they travel to Louisville for the ACC cross country championships. The meet is set for Friday, October 27th, so that's this Friday, and it begins with the men's 8K
1: at 10 a.m. in the morning. Ooh, that's an early start for an event. (laughs) Yeah, especially to run something like an 8K. I just want to say, I have so much respect for people who run cross-country. That is such a mentally tough sport, especially if you want to separate from the pack in a race, because a lot of people um, run in a pack just like the wolf pack, pun intended, but um, separating from the pack in a cross-country race, that's... It's really tough to pace yourself. I think it's one of the hardest sports to be dominant at.
0: I just don't know how they find the motivation. It's it's just just running. (laughs) That's all it is. Anyway, so kudos to them for doing that. So moving on to rifle. They had a competition in the Greater American Rifle Conference, and the 12th-ranked NC State Rifle recorded a season high of 4,656 points to earn the win versus the 10th-ranked Akron Zips we're also part of the Greater American
1: Rifle Conference. You learn something new every day. Yeah, that's uh the Wolfpack's best score of the year. Um we got a 23 13 clip and a 23 43 clip in air rifle to compile, uh, excuse me, to compile our aggregate total. And so, so that moves NC State's record in rifle to 5 and 4 on
0: the year and 2 and 2 in the Greater American Conference. And Akron fell to 2 and 2 and moved to 1 and 2 in the conference. We have a quote from the head coach. It's always good to get a win against a conference opponent," said coach Keith Miller. "We knew it would be a very close match and it was because Akron is shooting really well. They shot a school record last week. So, NC State picked up the win versus a top 10 opponent. They in rifle they next return to action on Saturday, November 11th when they travel to the Citadel. With a match for the Bulldogs, they had a match there, a tournament there earlier this year. Yeah, they yeah, won. I remember that. They beat a couple of ranked teams, but did fall to uh, West Virginia, as everyone does in rifle, of course. Yeah, West Virginia. So moving on to women's tennis, uh, the du- the twenty sixth ranked duo of Rogers and Wick-Torin, uh, they played in the ITA Carolina Regional the week after the men's had their uh, tournament there. They also lost in the semifinals, as the men did, and then fortunately. Hate to break team. They did lose to UNC, but don't just don't tell anyone. So um, I'm, I'm not gonna tell you if UNC actually won that tournament because I couldn't care less. We got to the semifinals, and so that was a good performance from the women's tennis. Moving on to softball, NC State defeated um Campbell 9-4 in in a 10-inning game last week.
1: Yeah, Haley uh, Kobziak drove in Angie Rizzi with an RBI single in the first inning. That opened up the scoring. Campbell answered with four runs in as many hits to go up 4-1. At the end at the bottom of the frame. Yeah, yeah so pretty high-scoring game, honestly. Wolfpack playing from behind. Uh, starting pitcher Brittany Nimmo shut down the Camels through the next two innings. She didn't allow a hit and had two strikeouts during those next two innings. Yeah, and the pack in the third inning, they scored twice
0: to pull within... 4-3, and Timberland Sherbutt drove in a run with a
1: sacrifice fly in the 6th inning to tie the game at 4. Uh, yeah, drove in more uh, 4 more runs, 2 in the 8th and 2 in the 10th for the final
0: score. And uh, pitchers in that game were Nimmo, Devin Wallace, and Harley Hubbard and Camo Woodall combined for five strikeouts, and allowed just six hits. So basically, if you take out that first inning, wasn't a, uh, four of those hits came in the first inning. Yeah, so it's, it's
1: a very good day for our, our bullpen and starting pitching, honestly.
0: Yeah, in the next nine innings, the pack scored eight unanswered runs and allowed just two hits. So maybe started a little slow, but they got it
1: together and pulled out the win over at Campbell. Yeah, uh, State, they'll return to action on Friday. Seems like a lot of our teams are playing on Friday uh, traveling to Elon to take on the Eagles for a doubleheader at Hunt Softball Park. That first pitch is supposed to start at 5 p.m.
0: So Elon's not that far away. We encourage you to travel over there and support the women's softball players. Moving on to volleyball, I have some really bad news for you, John. We finally lost an ACC game. It it crushed or a match.
1: match. It crushed me. I I just I don't know how I can go on now. We not undefeated in the ACC. Honestly, I think it may take some pressure off of our team as going undefeated in the ACC is a huge achievement. I mean, I'm pretty happy that we beat Pittsburgh, to be honest. Yeah, well, before Pittsburgh, that, we did lose to yeah we UNC, we lost to UNC Hill. in four sets. Uh, we would have swept them if we had won that match. So we beat them in our place. So you know, one to one series tie. Hopefully, we'll see them again in the ACC tournament. Yeah. So they lost
0: to UNC earlier. Uh, UNC, uh, uh, it was tie 1-1, and then UNC closed out the last two sets. Brie Bailey had 12 kills, Julia Brown had 11, and Tonya Sabaton had 11 kills as well in that game.
1: Yeah, uh, also noteworthy, Caitlin Kearney blocked five shots during this match to become NC State's all-time leader in blocks with 501. So congrats to Caitlin Kearney on becoming the program's all-time leader in blocks that's An outstanding achievement, yeah. And yes. a very good volleyball program, exactly. Started 0
0: and 5, we've talked about it so much on the show. And so, we're still 14 and 2 since we did that, and 9 and 1 in the ACC because we went up to Pittsburgh and beat Pittsburgh and gave them their first conference loss of the year.
1: Yeah, Pittsburgh, uh, they're a very solid squad, 16 and 5 overall, 9 and 1 in the ACC. Um. That's a really good win, honestly. Bree Bailey led the way with 13 kills. Julia Brown had 11. Tenny Sopatan had 11 once again. Um, winning in four sets, very solid, especially on the road in Pittsburgh. Um, a team that had not lost. A team that had game. not lost in the ACC, exactly. So uh, despite the hiccup at UNC, uh, still continuing to see great things from our volleyball team. Expect to see more in the future. Yeah, especially when the ACC tournament rolls around. But finally... We've talked about this a
0: lot in the early episodes of the show. Swimming and diving at NC State. The season started last Friday. Yeah. And number five ranked men's swimming
1: hosted uh, Penn State and Duke in a meet. Yeah, and uh, also noteworthy, our women's team is number eight in the country. Uh, Duke women, Duke's women's team is number 20 in the country. But overall, state swept, uh, beating Penn State and Duke in matchups. In case you don't know how college swim meets work, um, when it's a three-team meet, you compare your scores in relation to the uh, how the other team finishes. So even if you get third and fourth, like say NC State got third and fourth mm-hmm. in a race, Penn State got first and second, Duke got fifth and sixth. Mm-hmm. NC State would lose to Duke but beat Penn State, and Duke would beat Penn State. So that's how they uh, count up the scores. NC State swept all the way around, men's and women's. So basically, and Penn State. The
0: race. If you're racing against John in the pool, it doesn't matter if you beat John so much as if you beat like Jane's time. Who could race? It's two like hours ra- it's later. like
1: racing two people. If you get second place, you beat one. If you get first place, you beat you beat two. If you okay, get third place, right. you beat none.
0: And that scores are tallied up, and exactly. NC State swept. Yeah, the swimming and the diving scores are combined for those final scores. Right.
1: Right. Uh, Justin Rest won the 100 backstroke of course. with a 47 36. That is uh, a very good time. Of course, we expect to see him in Tokyo in 2020. One of the more dominant swimmers um, on the USA swim team exactly. right now. Yeah. Uh, James Brescher won the 200 fly. Jacob Malasek, the 50 free. Mark McLaughlin won the hundred free. Anton Ibsen won the five hundred free. Ibsen holds some school records that are up there on the board. Yeah, he does. He's one of the best distance swimmers in NC State's history. Yeah, he actually, some ACC records, if I'm not mistaken. I knew you're not. He does definitely have some ACC records. Um, Stuart Hennessy won the two hundred back, and our men won the two hundred relay. The men's also won
0: the uh, the eight hundred relay. Is that what the they term set an NCAA record? Yeah, actually. and so they had yes. their um, at the at the pack uh olympic the pack games yeah games. It, yeah it was like the wolf pack games they got their rings uh that's pretty cool pretty awesome rings i saw, I saw some, of saw that some on pictures yeah. yeah i saw them on twitter that was uh really really awesome
1: yeah also noteworthy uh kylie perry for the women won the 50 free uh she also won the 100 free with uh two very dominant races hannah moore won the 1003 yeah. julia pool won the 200 im and the 200 freestyle Mackenzie Glover, the 200 back, Kathleen Moore, a freshman, won the 100 back, and our women also won the 200 IM relay. Worth noting, uh, Julia Poole is also a freshman, and she is a local
0: product from Middle Creek High School. And the only reason I know that is because my girlfriend, who swam from Middle Creek, swam with Julia Poole, so that was really cool. She was at, she went to the Olympic trials, she yeah. didn't get in the Olympics as a high school student. Yeah, still. I mean yeah. she's got plenty of time to make the Olympics. I yeah, mean, she's gonna be on the national team I, in the near future. If
1: I had uh if I was a betting man, which I'm not, I would bet uh that Julia Poole qualifies for the twenty twenty Olympics. If not, comes very close.
0: You're not a betting man?
1: I'll tell you what, <laughs> I'm not a betting man when it comes to money,
0: but if I can bet with my friends, I like I will bet snacks in a vending machine. Rather than bet the dollar, I'll bet the snack in the vending machine that the dollar could win me. That way I get to, you
1: know, win and eat the food out of the vending machine okay okay <laughs> That's i think as far I, as i go i think it's really cool to see how much swimming talent really does come from the the raleigh area mm-hmm. especially just the triangle area i mean there's a lot of great high school club swim teams uh yoda Moore, rsa oh, yes. things like that i mean we we're seeing more and more uh justin rest uh he came from more um mm-hmm. just lots of local talent julia pool also swimming. swam for yeah, more julia yeah julia pool swam for more um if I'm not mistaken, I think Kathleen Moore uh, swam for Yoda. I could be wrong about that, but again, local talent is really unbelievable. They're all coming to state. That's why we have such a good program. Yep. And uh, they next play uh, in Wisconsin. They play Wisconsin play. in Madison. Swim, swim.
0: You don't say play with swimming? <laughs> no, we don't say play. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. That's brown <laughs> upon. I guess I'm just I'm a scrub over here. Yeah. It's not swimming. It's a meet, not a match or a game. Really? Yeah. You don't say
1: match. No, it's a swim meet.
0: Wow, you guys, swim are, some, you, you guys are some stuck up people. Yeah, Let okay. me tell you that. Okay. Let me. Yeah. T- my sister swims. Not everyone is stuck <laughs> up that swims. And of course, my. If you
1: swim, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yes, so. no, I. I don't swim. Although yeah. I like so stop talking. It. Okay. <laughs> well, that's fine, John. We have
0: a football game this Saturday coming up versus the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Oh yes, this is a top 15 matchup. Notre Dame had a thumping
1: of the very perennially overrated USC. Yeah, that was honestly not that surprising to me. I really think Sam Darnold's overrated, like you said. USC's always overrated. But yep. uh, that does not mean Notre Dame's to be taken lightly, obviously. Yeah. A very and that dominant was performance.
0: A, on paper that looked like a really good win, and obviously the game they dominated. So that looks good, and that helps NC State should they Beat Notre Dame, but
1: yeah, I think a lot of teams also coming off a big win they sometimes get a little um, complacent, especially with their play calling. You know, uh, I've seen it with Brian Kelly before too. Uh, get a big win, uh, come back. You know, you throw sure you're not talking about NC State? I'm pretty sure because I haven't seen NC State have a really dominant win like that.
0: Uh, where see, NC State always comes off those big wins and then loses to Boston College, which we do play. Right after Clemson, I'm telling you, if we're going to lose this season,
1: that's where we lose again. Really? I'm saying. Okay. my personal prediction. My so, prediction is, not to cut you off, but I think we either lose this week and lose next week, or we win this week and win next week. So you think we go 2-0 oh or 0-2? Oh exactly. I really think this Notre Dame game is more important to the Clemson game because the Clemson game depends a lot more on the Notre Dame game. I think, I'll disagree with you, I think okay. the Clemson game is much more important in that it's in our division. Oh, I think it's much more important, but I think in terms of momentum and oh, how we're to going to be feeling, I really think that, uh, yeah, this weekend is going to determine next weekend as okay. well.
0: So I'll be a little, I'll just for, I'll level with you guys, Wolfpack fans. Should we lose versus a top 10 team, Notre Dame? The season isn't over. And I personally contend that. Well, the, we won't be in the playoff. I think there's a very small chance. No. It is a small chance. No. But if we lose to Notre Dame, we still control our destiny into getting to the ACC championship game. And if we beat Clemson, that's like the road's paved. Just don't mess it up. And um, we could win the ACC championship, get a win versus uh, 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 possibly undefeated Miami or a one-loss Georgia Tech. And then if the chips fall the right w- fell the right way, then they could get in the playoff, you know, they always want to put uh, everyone wants to put another SEC team in there. There's Georgia and Alabama. I
1: on it. I I disagree with you. I'm sorry, but I think there's no absolutely no way that a two-loss team is getting into. I think a one-loss Miami team losing to a two-loss NC State team in the ACC championship would still get in over NC State. Hmm. Absolutely. When you look at it, you got to look at the uh, obviously the Pac-12. They've kind of messed everything up. I thought Washington or Washington State was going to yeah. get in. You know Alabama or Georgia is going to get in. There, aren't they in the same division in the SEC? So no, it's East and West. Okay, so they could mean the SEC They're going to, absolutely. And they're both going to be undefeated. So you look at one of those teams, absolute definite yes. Just my projection. Mm-hmm. You look at I Penn can, State I'm and Ohio State, I think an absolute definite yes between uh, those two teams. I also think Michigan State has one loss. And Michigan State could potentially meet Ohio State or Penn State in the championship game. Now, I think one of those teams is also going to be in it. I think an ACC team is going to be in it, either NC State, Clemson, or Miami. Could be Georgia Tech, because Georgia Tech only has one loss, too, and they're in Miami's division. That so is true. Georgia
0: out. Tech also could. I think that's— uh, Isn't Virginia Tech also ranked in the like, 12 Virginia or Tech has is, one loss. Yes,
1: they lost to Clemson uh, pretty badly, honestly. But if they still uh, get to the ACC championship and win— Again, I think one ACC team is going to make it, but I think we have to win out to do it. That, and then I think a Big 12 team is going to make it. That brings me to my TCU. next point.
0: This whole discussion was on the premise that we would lose today versus uh, lose this week versus Notre Dame, yes. which we won't do, of course. So what, are, what is the pack going to do? Notre Dame's allowed one rushing touchdown all year, among other things. What is the pack going to do to
1: defeat Notre Dame? Well, I really think uh, Finley's going to light it up. Like we said last week, the offensive line has given up the least amount of pressures in Power 5 schools. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think Notre Dame has a very solid defensive line. Uh, I don't really know the numbers, but they're very good at sacking the quarterback, pressuring the quarterback, obviously stopping the run, like you said, only giving up one rushing touchdown. Probably was in their lone loss of the year. To Nick Chubb and the Georgia Bulldogs. Yes, that is the only worrisome part to me. Notre Dame is a one-loss team just like us. However, they lost to undefeated Georgia by one point on a go-ahead touchdown very late in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I honestly think if we limit turnovers, which we have, mm-hmm. if we pressure the quarterback, which we have... Bradley Chubb. Yeah, and if we rush for more than 70 yards, which I believe we have in every single game this season, there's no reason why we shouldn't win. And Naheem Hines just... Himself
0: has three straight 100 yard rushing games. But yes, honestly. You don't think that's going to happen
1: versus Notre Dame? You know, I'm not expecting it to, but I don't think our success completely depends on it. I would mm-hmm. absolutely love to see Hines go for over 100 yards. I think it's going to, it might take a few, um, you know, like noteworthy plays, like 20 yard rushes, getting them in large chunks for him to get over 100 yards. But I really think Finley's going to have a really good game. I think he's going to throw for four or five touchdowns. That that wouldn't a that very would bold be prediction, uh, yeah,
0: uncharacteristic for, uh, for Finley because he throws the ball a lot of attempts. He completes a lot of passes. He throws for a lot of yards, but he just doesn't throw for a lot of touchdowns. I think he only has 10 on the year, which seven games into the season isn't a lot for yeah. a, a really good
1: quarterback. Yeah, well, that's because he doesn't force it, I mm-hmm. think. And I think that's how he, he really plays to his strengths. And our rushing which... attack. When we get into the red zone, we yeah. have... There's absolutely Jaylen no Samuels. reason to throw it when you have Jay Sam Gillaspie, of course, Naim Hines, all in the backfield. They could all run the ball. Finley mm-hmm. is also a rushing threat too. I think he has two rushing touchdowns this season. But do you have a score prediction, Benjamin? I'm I want to hear what you think.
0: Well, I haven't seen a lot of Notre Dame, but I think that I think we're a team of destiny. I'm not going to go logic here. I'm just <laughs> gonna I'm just gonna go right for the heart, that cardiac pack of 1983. Man, I think. We're just destined. We're just gonna find a way to win versus Notre Dame. I'm, I'm really hoping this is true. I'll yeah. tell you what. If Naheem Hines gets hundred yards just himself rushing, I guarantee we win that football game because Notre Dame's mo is stopping the run. If we can yeah. run on Notre Dame, we are gonna win the game because Finley is a really good quarterback and he'll be able to hold it down. But a final I, I agree score, with you. yeah. Final score. I'm gonna go ahead and say NC State wins by four something like 31-27. I okay. think it's going to be a little bit of a higher-scoring game just because when you get two really good teams together. And it's it, it's on NBC, if I'm not mistaken, because that's Notre Dame. NBC games. has a contract with yeah. Notre Dame, yeah.
1: Uh, I think State wins. I think it's a little lower scoring. I think it's going to be 24-21, and I think Carson Wise is going to hit a game-winning field goal as time expires. Really? That's my prediction. I think that we're going to be bold. tied at 21. I think Carson Wise going to deliver in the clutch when Coach calls on him. I mean, I have confidence in him, honestly. You know, we went to uh, Clemson last year, and uh,
0: we were tied at the end of regulation. I remember that. That was Kyle Bambard. That wasn't Carson Wise. That was Kyle Bambard, but he was an NC State kicker. I certainly hope you're right, because that would be amazing to watch unfold on national television. Yeah, get one of those
1: where he runs around the stadium. Like You remember how uh, UNC beat Florida State last year? The kicker ran around doing the chop. That was really, really cool. Do something like that. I don't know. I'd love to see it, honestly. I'd much rather see a close win than a blowout. Because people always call blowouts flukes. Yeah. Just like we said, you know, everybody's talking about USC after Notre Dame destroyed them. They're not talking about Notre Dame. Well, I've been saying USC has been overrated for the entire year, as they are every single year. Well, yeah, I mean, they always have that quarterback hype. They always expect their quarterback to win the Heisman, or their running back, or their wide receiver. And then uh, they're always drafted highly, and then they're... 90% 90% of the time, they're a bus. Yeah, they just fizzle out in the NFL. So that game yeah. is set for the NC State Notre Dame game, that is. is that a it's 3.30 set? game?
0: 3.30 on NBC, so that's channel 5.1, WRAL on your uh, non-cable subscription television. You know what that means, John? I get to watch it. There you go. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. <laughs> I am super excited to watch that football game. So after Notre Dame, we do have Clemson, and we, we talked a little bit about that just a minute ago about the possible track yeah. to the ACC Championship game. Yeah,
1: Clemson of course dropped their first game to Syracuse which uh helped put us at the top of the ACC standings, mm-hmm. which I think at the end of the day that game is not going to matter as much as people think to us. All that matters is that we have to beat Clemson, you yeah. know. Yeah. We can afford two losses in the ACC. If we beat Clemson, we can still go to the ACC Championship.
0: And honestly, if we get an ACC Championship and don't get that a college football playoff berth, which we would inevitably lose to Alabama. You know that's that's a good year under Dave
1: DeWine. Absolutely, yeah. I think uh, at the start of our show, I think I said eight and five will be fine by me, and yeah, we I, already have uh, what six or seven wins. Is it yeah, six? we're six and one. Six and one. So two more wins, and I will be satisfied. Notre Dame and Clemson. Those those are the two more wins. So we could lose versus Boston College, and you'll be fine. Um, <laughs> no. I no. won't be fine, but I think if we get through these two games, I don't see us losing, And that's a, really, that's a really tough stretch. I think we beat UNC by 60, just putting that out there. That would be amazing, actually. UNC, I think, has lost 17
0: players. 15 or 17 is the last I saw. The count goes up every single week. Yeah. The
1: injury. Yeah, now they just lost Joel Berry, who apparently oh, broke the... his hand after playing video games. I don't know, man. That That's hilarious but to me. But he lost you know, to Theo it 2K. Pinson. It had to be 2K. Well, I I am very frustrated. Playing Obviously, yeah. yeah, I'm not good at too. <laughs> but I mean, I understand where he's coming from. But I just I saw the headline and I just laughed.
0: I saw the headline that he had broke his hand. They didn't disclose why, and I was like, oh yeah, it's a dumb reason. If okay. They don't tell
1: you why. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I, I would have been mad if good I lost a preview Benson. of UNC's uh, season. He's probably punching the wall in celebration since they didn't get any allegations. Oh, cheating, which I'm not going to go into because I think every university cheats a little bit, except us, of course. Uh, no, we I'm, cheat. Come no, on, now. no, we don't. We every don't
0: university, we do not cheat. Every John. university hides something. No, we don't hide anything, John. We are spotless. Okay? Yeah,
1: you're an insider on the basketball. You would we, know.
0: I, we're spotless. I know <laughs> we don't cheat, John. Okay, I, I know this. I can. I'm not a betting man, and if I was, if I was, I wouldn't bet on this. Is what I'll say. So moving on. <laughs> to another football team in North Carolina. Oh my gosh, the Carolina Panthers played the Chicago Bulls on Bears. Sunday. Bears Why does well would... have
1: played the Bulls with how <laughs> bad Could have had the Bulls players. <laughs> how playing bad offense. our offense played? But... Yes,
0: yes, they played badly. Yeah, Chicago won that game on three plays. They got 17 oh. points from three plays. Eddie
1: Jackson decided to have it was it's like a Madden glitch honestly Eddie Jackson played a great game I'm not taking away from that he had two great plays but yeah he he had a it was yeah, basically a Madden a really glitch he was in the right spot at the right time I think any, any good defensive back would have made that play if they were in that spot now oh, but credit he was to him really fast for down, being down the sideline oh absolutely but I'm just more frustrated our offense couldn't do anything on Sunday and I yeah. mean nothing we got into the um, on the field goal drive. We did move the ball, and then it just stalled. We moved the we moved the ball well on the first drive of the game, and then uh, the fumble. Yeah, the Curtis fumble. Samuel. I mean, he's a rookie. That was one of the worst fumbles I've ever seen, though. Hit honestly. him in the hands. Hit him in the breadbasket, and then we couldn't even get it back for a loss of like Samuel four yards. Samuel had a chance at it. Dixon had a chance at it, but everyone was just reaching for it rather than diving for it. That play changed the. The absolute flow of the game. I didn't think we were gonna have an easy win at that point. And then of course when uh we threw the pick six, which was yeah. also on a tipped pass. Yeah. Cam Newton has to lead the NFL. I won't I will say the pass was Cam partially Newton Cam's. Definitely fault. leads the NFL in passes that were not hundred percent interceptions that were not hundred percent his fault. But but I did not
0: like um also I'm um, I'm not a big fan of giving up on plays, but apparently I'm informed your franchise quarterback shouldn't be making tackles on interceptions. Yeah, that's right. And early in Cam Newton's career, he has. And that's why he has, you know, for the amount of pick-six opportunities, I'm sure Cam Newton gets the guy that intercepted him a good amount of times down the sideline. And I think that hurt him on Sunday because he just, on the second interception in particular, he just jogged over to the sideline, anticipating either Jackson going out of bounds or being pushed out of bounds. But Eddie Jackson was like, hey, we don't have an offense. I'm going to have to go score this myself just gave Cam Newton a really uh, a really good juke, and it was just a pitiful attempt in a tackle. It was really sad to see, especially knowing that if Chicago had gotten the ball at the one-yard line, they would not have gotten a touchdown because their offense couldn't do anything. They had
1: seven first downs, I think five completed passes by the UNC was quarterback. ridiculous, man.
0: You could have had me back there playing quarterback. I am quarterback. so
1: livid about this game that I really need to not go into detail about it because I won't be making like, cognitive statements. I just... I am ready for Mike Shula to be fired. I'm ready for Ron Rivera to take some responsibility for this team. All he says is missed opportunities. That's what he says after every single loss. He doesn't blame anybody. I'll tell you what the missed opportunity was,
0: was missing the opportunity to tell Mike Shula to go do something else other than call plays for the Carolina Panthers. I
1: think we ran it up the middle every single first down. On that fourth... Well, you have to get that one yard, John. What well, are you yeah, do I mean, we might as well just start. Yeah, you're right. We might as well just start at second and nine every time we pick up a first down. Well, that's not true. You could also get a two yard loss running that's up the middle. That's true. Yeah, we should start at second and twelve. But um, honestly, I don't know what happened on that game. I am so I I'm see at what like,
0: happens when you have an eight year old
1: child calling
0: plays with no creativity at all. <laughs> you just really can't get an offense to move. I'm, okay, I'm being sarcastic. It's just, I'm there. just
1: mad that we had so much time over a ten day break. And we put up three points against the Chicago Bears. A bad Chicago Bears team. A bad Chicago Bears. They are not good. The they, defense is decent. No, the defense is not that decent. We just played like garbage. I really believe that. And I'll tell you, it's not okay, just they, that They game. did beat the Steelers. Yes. They did almost beat the Falcons.
0: Yes. That's they, what I am saying. The defense is decent. And, yeah. Um, what tells me Mike Shula needs to go al- almost more than anything, other than these just completely random games of ineptitude on offense, is the fact that our uh, touchdown percentage in the red zone is, if not the worst, one of the worst in the NFL. We move the ball when there's space for Cam Newton to throw the ball, and then we get down in the red zone where you have to be a little more creative if you want to find space for your guys to get the ball at the field, and we're just settling for field goals.
1: Yeah, and sometimes we're not even settling from field goals. Like I think Ron Rivera punted from the 35-yard line in two straight games.
0: In this game, he punted from like the 38, but it was like a fourth and 14. It was a very long fourth down. I don't necessarily blame him for that because it was close to the 40, and
1: it was like. I don't know. Gano can kick that field goal. I don't. Gano can kick that field goal. I guarantee it. I, he he has the highest touchback percentage in the NFL. He can kick that field goal. I guarantee I've seen him it
0: hit the uprights on kickoffs. He, yeah, yeah
1: he can Well, kick moving it. on, we do have Tampa Bay this upcoming week, mm-hmm. and they are of a course, bad defensive team, bottom three in defense, just like the Saints were when we played them. Bad result, just like the Patriots were when we played them. Good result, really good result. So honestly, I don't know what to expect. I don't know if our offense is going to bring it or not. And I mean, I'm still going to be cheering for my team, obviously. Yeah, obviously, get excited for the game, but. As of right now, I am really upset. Well, John, I did my civic duty, and
0: I signed a petition on change.org. I did, too. To To fire Mike Shula. Fire Mike Shula. Yep,
1: I signed that petition, too. I
0: guarantee you there's a lot more signatures now because I signed it a couple hours ago, and there was near a 1,000. It's not
1: going to work because Jerry Richardson probably doesn't even know social media exists. Well,
0: he also doesn't care because, for his credit, Jerry Richardson, I think, is one of the best owners in the
1: NFL, you know, uh, I don't opinion. know. I think Jerry Richardson really likes guys who don't cause a lot of controversy. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think he wouldn't hire Mike Tomlin as his head coach, and I think Mike Tomlin's one of the best coaches in the league just because Mike Tomlin like kind of creates controversy. You know, mm-hmm. because Mike T- Tomlin's very outspoken. I think that's the reason he hired Rivera in the first place. He's very laid back. He's very laid back, and he's very like reserved and quiet, and that just irks. I mean, me Belichick because, is quiet. Yeah, but Belichick. Uh, doesn't just say missed opportunities. On to Cincinnati. That's all that's yeah, that's what he that's what he'll say. <laughs> that's <laughs> on to on Cincinnati. For, yeah, but yeah. On to Cincinnati
0: with but the missed opportunities. Let's move on to
1: picks though so we can uh well, move right along before, get through right all our Before content. we get to picks, we need okay. to
0: recap what, what happened in the NFL with NC State players. Oh yeah. The pack in the pros. So last week in the NFL, uh, former NC State kicker Steven Hauschka tied the NFL record for the most consecutive fifty yard field goals made and then he made Twelve straight. He has now made twelve straight fifty-yard field goals, which ties an NFL record.
1: It's impressive.
0: Philip Rivers led the Chargers to a twenty-one to zero victory over the Denver Broncos. He threw for two touchdowns with one hundred and eighty-three yards, and he was fifteen of twenty-six. The Chargers have won three straight games. Yeah, they started zero and four, and now they're three and four. The Broncos don't look good, especially losing twenty-one to zero. the 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 Raiders look really good with Derek Carr, but question of him is staying healthy so maybe the chargers become the second team to make the playoffs oh and four because i think they were the only other team to make the playoffs like in 1992 when they were oh and four i'm not sure other pack players in the pros russell wilson uh played a major role in in the seattle seahawks 24 to 7 victory over the winless giants he finished with three touchdowns and 334 yards uh jacoby percent completed 22 passes out of 37, and he's ugly threw, game. Yeah,
1: ugly game. They got shut out. All we have to say about that game the Colts are absolutely terrible, and the Jaguars are for real the ja- 27 to nothing. That bothers me. The Colts because are terrible. The Jaguars have a terrible quarterback, but they're really, really good. Yeah, I bet they try to trade for someone like Eli Manning halfway yeah, the season. I saw that headline. Yeah. So on defense, uh, David
0: Amerson uh, contributed three tackles for the Raiders, and Josh Jones finished with three tackles for the Green Bay Packers. That was what the NC State Wolfpack did in the NFL last week. Always well-represented, Wolfpack. We're really good yeah. at, at everything, and we don't cheat, John. I, don't, <laughs> I just I won't believe it. I won't believe it. But this is moving on to my favorite
1: segment of the show. And you know you know why I really, really, really like this yeah, segment. Yeah, to put things short, Benjamin's up 11-3, to 3, or his record's 11-3, 11-3, and, and mine is 7-7 and 7 on the year. He's getting a little big-headed, so a little big headed.
0: I'm 8-0 in the last 4 weeks in picking upsets and locks.
1: Okay, he's like a freaking bobblehead now.
0: Yeah, it's but... <laughs> I can't even sit up straight. The head the weight of my head is just just falling forward here.
1: So I've <laughs> I've gotten it right for 4 straight weeks. Since you're so uh good at predicting things, what's your upset and lock for this week? Well, you can take it to the
0: bank, John. The Chargers are going to beat the Patriots and get to 500. And I Philip agree Rivers. I agree with you, honestly. You're only doing that because you know I'm right. It's 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 quite sad, really. I remember a day when you would disagree with me on these picks, John. Well, I just think the Chargers are
1: trending in the right direction. And uh what is your upset of the week? Uh I like the Texans over the Seahawks. I like Deshaun Watson coming off a bye. Um I think I mean the Seahawks just picked up Dwight Freeney, but still I think the Texans I'm I'm sorry, the Seahawks offensive line is too weak to compete.
0: Yeah, and Seahawks are always overrated every single year because I don't know why. My lock of the week that I absolutely guarantee will happen, and I know this is controversial and very bold of me, but I think the <laughs> Eagles are going to beat the winless 49ers.
1: Okay. What about you? My lock of the week is the Steelers over the Lions because I think the Steelers are also trending in the right direction, mm-hmm. and the Lions, might ha- they have some injury questions at wide receiver uh, coming off a bye. I just don't think they're going to be ready. All righty, and so that brings us to our fantasy football and uh, must start and must sit. Who is the person that you absolutely must start this week? Philip Rivers. Like you said, the Chargers—they're trending in the right direction. I think they beat the Patriots this week. I agree with you. I Think Philip Rivers, those four touchdowns. Yes. And the Patriots also allow the most points to quarterbacks as well. So a really nice yes. pick
0: there. I'm telling you, you have to start Legarrette Blunt. Uh, you have to start Legarrette Blunt this week. Well, who's your must sit in fantasy football?
1: Julio Jones, one touchdown on the year. Should have been an interception. Um that was going up against the Jets team. I think the Falcons play down to the level of their opponents, so I think Julio has an ugly game against the Jets. My must bench of the week, and this isn't gonna make you happy. It's bench Kareem Hunt versus the
0: Broncos. Mm. Broncos are really good coming up.
1: The rushing leader. Yeah, let's bench him.
0: Yes, let's do that. You gotta listen (laughs) to me because I get this stuff right. All right. Well that brings us normally we don't take the second break, but the NBA season started up. Yes. And they're not just basketball players,
1: these NBA players. Yeah, there's a couple rappers in the NBA, most notably Lonzo Ball, um, Mm -hmm. the outspoken, well okay, he's not outspoken, his father's outspoken, Yes. rookie for the Lakers, uh, drafted number two overall, changing the game on and off the court as the Ball family, I think is completely changing the way that, honestly, athletes interact with brands and things like that branding is
0: something that is really important for any really famous person but in yeah. the nba it's more important for nba players because it's a player driven league than exactly. any other sport
1: yeah i mean you look at the the three ball brothers uh lonzo the oldest jello uh Mello, of course got his own shoe in high school i know honestly and a, like a ferrari or a lamborghini yeah he's, he's got a black lamborghini I think, um, I mean, I really hope they back up everything they've been saying. Lonzo's looked pretty solid so far, mm-hmm. had a rough first game. But, um, yeah, and of course, is going to be a freshman at uh, UCLA this year. Mm-hmm. But enough about the Ball Brothers. Let's talk about another rookie out of NC State. Oh, yes, Dennis Den- Smith Dennis Jr. Dennis Smith. Welcome yes. to the NBA, said Draymond
0: Green earlier this week.
1: Yeah, uh, actually, in Dennis's first game, he had a double-double, 16-10. His first bucket was a dunk against the Atlanta Hawks. Amazing. He then missed uh, two games with a minor knee injury. I think that was more of just a precaution, considering the Mavericks aren't going to be complete competing for the playoffs anytime soon. Yeah, uh, most notably from the game against the Warriors. Yes, the NBA champion Warriors. Uh, Dennis Smith tried to dunk it over Draymond Green. Well, he dunks it on anyone. He doesn't care who he's you are. He's going to. I mean, I saw on an Instagram post uh, Malik Abu. He commented, that that man is crazy. Uh, junior <laughs> will end him at the rim. Yep. I can't wait to see it happen. Uh, Draymond really fouled him hard and then was talking trash. Yep. Uh, don't, After know the game. don't know why. Don't know why. Because he's Draymond Smith. Green. That's why. After the game he was talking trash? After the game he said, yeah,
0: that blank ain't happening this ain't summer league, bro. Not just gonna dunk
1: on nobody. Better luck next time. Yeah. Well, Dennis still got the two and almost got the and one. Honestly. Yeah. And I can't wait until Dennis dunks over Draymond. It's gonna happen. Yeah. Honestly, I, I think they play him four times this year. I'm really looking forward to it happening. I mean, I'll tell you what. I, I just hope about Draymond doesn't like you know kick him in the yeah yeah the yeah cross area yeah, 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 or anything. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm not well. I mean, you can't put it past Draymond. But here, uh, Smith had a retort to what Draymond said. He said, "Quote." I don't know what he's talking about. Um, he can't say nothing. He fouled me. It doesn't even make sense. I was just laughing at him. He's rambling about nothing. It ain't like he blocked it. He's just rambling, and I laughed at him.
1: Dennis Smith Jr. is only 19 years old. Only 19 years old, uh, standing up to one of the best defenders in the league. I think once he dunks on Draymond, because I think it's going to happen. He should just retire. That'll be the end of Draymond's uh, Defensive Player of the Year contention. Really? It's just one be dunk? Just one dunk. From a rookie who's six feet two. 48-inch vertical. It's got 48-inch vertical, by the way. Yeah, uh, just a pretty small does, number. Does but. Dennis Smith win the rookie of the year? I don't think so. Who, who wins Ben then? Simmons, ben without Simmons, a doubt. Double-double? I mean, double, Mr. Double-double. Mr. Double-double. He's had a double-double in all three of his games had so triple far. Had a triple-double the other night. That's right, yeah, um, in the Sixers' first win. Uh, also notable, Joel Embiid had, I think, another double-double. I think he scored 27 points, something like that. Sixers looking good. Ben Simmons looking really good, playing the point forward. Actually, no, just a pure point guard at six foot ten. Well, let Which, me just tell you, John, it's all about those
0: Benjamins. You got to get that right. It is, yeah. Nah. All right. So the, Char- <laughs> the Charlotte Hornets are off to a kind of slow start to the season. They're one and two right now. What have you seen from them in their first three games? Um. Honestly, I'm pretty
1: optimistic as a
0: Hornets fan. Mm-hmm. They did lose to the Bucks the other night, but it's Giannis.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, the first game was pretty rough. We came out really slow. Uh, Malik Monk didn't get his first bucket until the fourth quarter. We're missing two starters, Nick Batum, MKG, right now. That mm-hmm. was a rough game. Um, then we went um, home and beat the Atlanta Hawks. The I Almost, almost Hawks. said the Atlanta yeah. Falcons. but Going um, to beat the Falcons, too, I think, gonna on the beat basketball the Falcons. court. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, played the Giannis Antetokounmpo led Bucs. Um, in my opinion, the second-best team in the East. I think Giannis going to win MVP this year. Mm-hmm. A loss to them. We played very well. Frank Kaminsky had 18 points. And including a dunk. A very memorable dunk. Uh, he didn't poster Giannis, but he did uh, drive past Giannis and throw it down. So, pretty Mike impressive. Frank kind of had 18 points. This, kind of, this mm-hmm. Frank Kaminsky needs to stay. I was ripping him on the last show, and I have... I Absolutely know you also said loved. LeBron
0: would win MVP, and now, like, one week later, Giannis is averaging 36 points Yeah, a game. that might
1: be a little bit of an overreaction, but um, I think it's going to be one of those two, honestly. Giannis or LeBron. They're going to carry their team. Yeah, I could have told you that, too. I <laughs> I'm, I love watching Giannis, though.
0: He's an amazing player to watch. And Kevin Durant said earlier that he might be the best player to ever play the game by the time he hangs up his shoes.
1: What do you think of the Trailblazers? I don't know if you've paid attention to them very much, but they're 3-1. Um... I haven't Got them watched to them because they play like really late. Yeah, out. I haven't gotten to watch them yet. I've just been following their games. I honestly think, uh and I'm a little biased because I, I like to pull for the Trailblazers. Lillard. Lillard. I this love guy Dan- talks love about Lillard, Lillard, Lillard all the
0: time. All yeah, the time. He's
1: another one of those NBA rappers. I think his stuff is better than we, Lonzo's. We, we could play his stuff next week. We could, yeah, absolutely. Uh David Lillard, another rapper, even better basketball player. In my opinion, I think he's gonna be competing for an MVP. I don't think he'll be in the top five in voting, but he'll definitely be in the conversation. Also hurts him to just be in Portland and not somewhere like New York or LA. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I think they're better than the Timberwolves and the Thunder. Mm, interesting. I interesting. really do. I think, The Thunder? Yeah, better than the Thunder. I think the Thunder have more star power for sure, mm-hmm. and they might be able to score more at a time, but I think the Blazers are better So overall. other
0: drama in the NBA, Eric Bledsoe said, I don't want to be here, and I guess he just doesn't like getting his hair done.
1: Yeah, uh, he said he was, like, at the salon and... Just um, tweeted out, I don't want to be here. The Suns' general manager said, I do not believe that was the case. He will not be with us from here on out. I was cold. He's been inactive for last game. He's inactive tonight, I think, um, based on team decision, um, which I think that's a terrible move as a GM, basically saying, we're not going to use you, so, like, let's take the first bidder for a trade. I mean, you you, you have to raise leverage. the stock of yeah. your players before you trade them. You can't say you mean you have no value to us and Buy then low, try to trade high. them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And he's doing the opposite of that. But just stuck in a bad situation. What team a bad would you like to see team. Bledsoe on?
0: I wouldn't mind seeing him on the Cavs. That would be really, really? cool. Uh, the Clippers. I know we've talked. You, you and I've talked about this as well. Oh, yeah. That would be ama-
1: that would be really really cool. Clippers, the team that drafted him, of course. That would be that'd yeah. be a lot of. I think they'd be better than when they had Chris Paul. Really? Yes. You know I'm a Chris Paul fan? Not really. I don't think Chris Paul is that well, he's good. He's playing in Houston. You know what else is going also on in Houston? He's going to be out for a month. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well not man. in Houston, but in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. the World Series. Yes.
0: And uh props to you, John. You uh predicted it would be the Dodgers defeating the Astros and that was before the playoffs even started and look lo and behold, game 1 last night, what
1: happened? Uh yeah, the Dodgers won 3 to 1. Uh first pitch of the game was a home run. Nice. Uh I just think the Dodgers have too much offense. Um, tonight is Verlander versus Hill. Of course, Verlander, uh, one of the only pitchers ever to win four starts in a single playoffs for the Astros. But, I mean, even if the Astros win tonight, I don't think they have the bullpen to keep up with the Dodgers' offense. I think yeah. the Dodgers win in five, five games, maybe six games. All right, well, we're going to— Well, you never know. Cubs came back from down 3-1, so anything can happen. Oh, you had to bring in the Cubs. Your Cubs lost, by the way. I, yeah. I don't. I didn't. Still the reigning champs for about another week. <laughs> You're gonna keep it as long as possible. Of course.
0: Well, that brings our show to a close. Uh, I had a great time on the show only. today. Yeah. Well, of course I'm a baller as well. You know yes. what I mean? You know what? Uh, I don't even know what I'm saying, guys. It's been a long day. I had fun, John. Appreciate us doing this show together. We always, always a pleasure, have a blast. Benjamin. Yep. This was Packers Life Sports Show, and we'll be right back here next week. See you then.